The indie author revolution has been around for more than a decade, but we indies continue to push the boundaries of what we're capable of. From getting over initial prejudices to staring down perfectionism and author imposter syndrome, we've become a force to reckon with. Indie authors now wear more hats than ever as we strive to create a career full of meaning, prosperity, and potential. We've juggled the demands and continue to be rebels in the face of adversity. Now, after years of hearing the shouts of hustle and grind, we indies are rebelling again. Gone are the days of publishing a book a month until we drop, and in its place are the seeds of a better way to rapid release. A way that feels incredible as we build a sustainable, lifelong author career that not only increases our visibility and royalties, but it's all done with intention and ease. If you're ready to buck the system and become the visionary authorpreneur I know you're meant to be, you've come to the right place. I'm Carissa Andrews, international best-selling indie author, and this is the Author Revolution Podcast. Well, hey there, guys. Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. And it is officially Preptober. <laughs> yes, that's right. The month that we've been waiting for is getting closer. And now, of course, we are prepping for all of the craziness, all of the fun, all of the things that are going to be happening during NaNoWriMo. But first, we need to figure out what the heck we're going to be writing, right? Now, if you haven't joined the Plan Your Series Challenge, maybe you're doing a preptober that is all about one single novel, and that's totally okay. But you know my thoughts on that. You know how I think that you should be technically planning out a series, but that's all right. We'll let it go. We'll let it slide this time. In the meantime, I want you to be thinking about not just your novel. Preptober is a lot more than just that. It's a, a time of the year where we can think about many aspects of our writing career. We can be thinking about how we want to feel, how we want this whole process to work. And when we visualize how we expect NaNoWriMo to go, we are going to see a lot more success because we've already played it out in our mind. It's manifestation, my friend. We are putting together a plan. We are going to enact the plan, take the action until it has arisen to the point where we can see it on the page, right? So, that's all fine and dandy. And if you've done Preptober before, maybe you've got this down, maybe you know what you need to do, and that's great. But I have five preparations maybe you haven't thought about yet. And I want to give them to you today because I want you to be thinking about more than just prepping your novel or more than just even prepping your series. Because NaNoWriMo or even your author career as you're moving forward and doing all the things that you do for it constantly in perpetuum over and over again. <laughs> all of those things can continue to compound. And if you're not prepared for it, or if you're not thinking about how your author career plays into other aspects of your life, things can get a little wonky. And so I want you to be thinking about a couple of extra things outside of just novel writing okay, or whatever it is you're writing. If you're writing a, a nonfiction book, that's all good too. You can do all of those things, right? So preparation number one that you probably haven't thought of. <laughs> I want you to create a writing plan for NaNoWriMo with buffer days in it. Now let me explain. Most people take on NaNoWriMo and they're just like, okay, 1,667 words every single day, yada, 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 do the thing, right? 
But if you live in the United States, Thanksgiving is in the mix, my friend. Do you really want to be writing on Thanksgiving? And maybe you do. Maybe, you know, the rest of your family is out playing football in the backyard or something. That's great. And you're like, nope, I'm going to write my 1,667 words. But if you have a big family or if you have family events or if you have things that are going on, there could be times where you're like, you know what? I don't want to write these days because I want to focus on my friends and my family. And you should. So before we get to Nano, I want you to think about, okay, which days are you going to for sure take off? Because you should take them off. You should expect and know and trust that the rest of the time you can make up those days, right? So let's say you want to take Thanksgiving weekend off. Maybe it's four whole days. All you have to do is go, okay, how many days are in the month of November? 30, right? That's how we get the 1,667 words. Take four days off of it. Now you're down to 26 days. Divide the 50,000 words by 26, and you get 1,923-ish, right? So if you're planning on skipping those four days, that just means bumping up your word count a little bit higher. So every day throughout the rest of the month, it's 1,900 and some odd words. You don't have to, you know, overcome it by doubling up your word count unless you want to the next day or, you know, really kind of going crazy with it. You can spread it out over the course of the month. But give yourself those buffer days. Give yourself a little bit of time if you're trying to do it all during nano, okay? Now, in Rapid Release Roadmap, I actually talk about it in terms of doing a six-week writing sprint where you deliberately take off two days a week. And so you're only working and writing five days a week, and you're doing 2,000 words a day. And it works out great. It gets you into a flow. It keeps you moving. A lot of the chapters are typically right around that 2,000 word mark. So the whole thing just flows really well. But if you're doing this as nano, as part of the whole, you know, vibe and the whole system, make sure you are looking at your calendar and determining which days you may or may not need to take off. All right. Preparation number two. 50,000 words in a month, that's no small feat, right? It's no joke. And so if you're going to try to accomplish something like this, you're going to want to make sure you're setting yourself up for success. And now that I've been doing this a number of years and I've been writing for a really long time, one of the things I know about myself is that I really suck at rewards. I suck at making sure that I am rewarding myself for a job well done. I move on to the next goal, not stopping to really congratulate myself on accomplishing what I set out to accomplish. And I don't want that for you. We need to celebrate our wins. We need to celebrate each and every one of those accomplishments because it keeps us in a state of gratitude for what we're doing. It keeps us in a state of flow. It keeps us in a state of loving what we do. And we want to continue that process. So I want you to think about what is your reward system going to look like? When you hit 10,000 words, are you going to buy a new book? If you hit 20,000 words, are you going to go to the movies? When you hit 30,000 words, are you going to celebrate by going out to dinner and having a glass of wine? Are you going to celebrate when you finish the whole entire thing by getting a mani-pedi? I mean, what is, what is this going to look like for you? And I want you to really visualize it and think about what your reward system looks like. Because as we're moving through with all of these things, And especially since we are solopreneurs in many ways, we have to be the ones patting ourselves on the back. We have to be the ones that are excited for what we're doing and giving ourselves the love that we know we need. So think about what you want to do to reward yourself. For me, 
I'm in the process of when I hit the end of a novel, when I'm finished with it, and it was, you know, done during a certain time frame or whatever, I create a plan for going out someplace cool. Or as I'm going along the whole thing, if I hit the halfway mark, I buy myself flowers. Those are the sort of things that I want you to be thinking about during nano because it's such an incredible feat to be going through this process, writing this in such a condensed way. And you should be celebrating. You should be celebrating every step along the way and make it as much fun as humanly possible. All right. Preparation number three. I want you to prep your crew. <laughs> prep your crew. So that means setting up your NaNoWriMo account if you haven't done it so that you can get in there and really kind of log into all of the fun stuff that's happening inside of NaNo. So create your project, you know, find your local region, find out who your municipal liaison is for NaNoWriMo, because they're the people who are going to really help you in locating fun things that are happening in your local community or somewhere nearby, whether it be online or in person. Now, I'm going to be having a NaNoWriMo municipal liaison coming on the podcast later on this month. Her name is Ashley Long. It's going to be a fantastic conversation, so make sure you do join us for that. But I want you to be thinking about how can you pull in the people who are going to make this fun for you? Because this doesn't have to be a solo event. Like when we're normally writing our books, it feels more solo. It feels like we are kind of off on our own doing our own thing. But Nano doesn't have that vibe. If you're joining this as a participant, take advantage of the fact that so many other authors are doing the exact same thing you are. Join together with other writing friends and talk about your books. Talk about the challenges. I mean, not only can you join things like NaNoWriMo and talking in like the groups on there, but you could join a Discord group, a Facebook group, create your own Slack group or your own Discord group, whatever. And choose times where you're going to hang out and you're going to talk about your books or if you're going to sprint together. All of these things bring on this sense of camaraderie and you can encourage one another to go further than they thought possible or than you thought possible. Because sometimes we're not going to feel like writing. And when you get together with the people who are cheerleaders, who are doing the same thing, they'll help you get your vibe up and help you to continue moving forward on it. When you are in the crowd, in the vibe of your tribe, <laughs> the vibe of your tribe, I like that. You are just, it, it elevates you, it lifts you up, and it keeps you going forward. So figure out how you want your crew to you know, come together. What is that going to look like? How are you going to connect? How frequently are you going to connect? What platforms? How are you going to do this together? Okay. So preparation number four is, do you know your book's vibe? Do you know what it is? Meaning like, okay, if you're writing horror, what kind of horror is it? What kind of vibe does it have? Can you find a way to get into its mood? Can you watch a horror movie? Can you write in a space that encourages it, like keep your Halloween decorations up. I don't know. Create a musical playlist, drink a certain drink during your sprints of NaNoWriMo, meaning like pick a drink where every time you sit down to write, that is your NaNoWriMo drink. Like it's a sensory perception shift where you know that this is only during NaNo, that this is the thing that you're drinking for this book. Do whatever it takes to stay in the mood of your story. Because sometimes 
you will slip. Sometimes things are going to get a little bit harder and you're not going to feel like doing it. It's kind of like working out. <laughs> Some days you're great and you just love doing everything that you're doing. And then other days you're like, I just am not feeling it. I am going to like sit on the couch all day and do nothing. But you know that if you do that, it's not going to lead to good things, right? It's going to lead to things falling apart or not working out. And if you're determined to make it through NaNoWriMo on the other end with 50,000 words, you need to do anything you can in order to elevate your brain, your mindset into the place knowing that you are going to get on the other side of this having that manuscript. You need to hold and lock in that vibe, knowing it is yours, knowing that no matter what happens, you will find a way to continue moving forward every single day. Transformation, my friend, is not a future event. It's a present activity. It means being here in the moment, doing the thing over and over and over and over and over and over until it arrives. And sometimes it takes that determination to make it happen. But you can make it fun by doing all these little things and adding in fun little ways to give it its own flair. Like for me, when I'm getting in my books vibe, it's all about the music. I listen to my playlists over and over specific to my series that I'm working on. I will read books that are in the same genre. I will watch shows and movies that give me some sort of insights into like, how can I pull something similar to that into my story, whatever. It doesn't even necessarily have to be in the same genre with some of the shows because sometimes you can find some really interesting things to mix and genre bend into your books if you're open enough to paying attention. So just I want you to think about your book's vibe before you get it started, before you start writing. What do you want it to feel like? And how can you put yourself in that vibe, knowing that every time you are in this particular location or drinking this certain drink or whatever, listening to this music, it will put you right where you need to be. Okay? And then finally, preparation number five. Do not neglect your health. So during this time frame, it can be very easy to feel like I have no time to do like the things that keep me healthy, right? Like staying hydrated, for example. Now, if you are of the frame of mind where drinking alcohol <laughs> keeps you creative or gets you creative, I have a little bit of news for you. Alcohol can really mess with your brain's cognitive abilities and it can dehydrate you. And so what happens is, number one, you're more tired, you're not sleeping as well. And your stories kind of come out a little bit garbled. Where on the flip side, if you're staying hydrated, if you're drinking enough water during the day, it cleanses your brain, it keeps your body, your joints, your brain functioning at optimal level. In fact, it takes a lot of that brain fog away too. You know, they talk about an apple a day can actually help with reducing brain fog, but staying hydrated, I'm telling you right now, is like tip number one when it comes to wanting to keep your brain as sharp as possible. And let's face it, if you're going from scene to scene to scene to scene or chapter to chapter to chapter to chapter throughout this entire month, you're going to want your wits about you, right? So maybe save those celebratory wine drinks or <laughs> beers or whatever for the end when you've reached your ultimate goal, when you are done and now you want to celebrate. But if you want to keep your wits about you, definitely hold off on those just a little bit because your health, your brain health, is what's super important during this time frame. 
So that also does mean work out if you work out, if that's something that you're into, into doing. Make sure you're eating healthy because all of those things impact your brain and impact the way that you function. So take care of your health, take care of your stress levels. If you're feeling stressed about all of this stuff and it's not feeling good to you, do whatever you need to do in order to get back into alignment with feeling good about NaNoWriMo. And if you can't get there, be okay with letting it go. Be okay with knowing that this isn't the right time for me and I'm going to let this part go so that I can allow ease back into my life and try again next time or try again in a different month. Just know that there are other options. There's so much more than just nano. You can do this at any time during the year and it doesn't have to just be now. It's just a fun event though. It's just, it's the vibe of everyone else coming together and doing it, but it doesn't have to be the only way you get your novel written. So be kind to yourself. Make sure you're not neglecting your mental health, your physical health, and also the health of like loving up on your friends and family. You don't want to, you know, exclude them either. So don't let that go. All right. Hopefully that was helpful for you guys. I know for me, it's kind of come about from years of doing nano. I've, I don't even know at this point how many times I've done it. (laughs) I started in 2010. But I haven't done it every single year, so I guess I haven't counted which ones for sure I've done and which ones I haven't, because sometimes it doesn't fit entirely into my writing schedule. Like this year, I'm actually in the middle of already writing Ruins, and so I'll probably bleed over a little bit into November, but it's not my ultimate start point because I've already got my novel started, and I want to make sure that it's out and ready to go before December, so therefore I need to start now and not in November. So at any rate, I want you to be thinking about your overall vibe for this upcoming nano. I want you to really make it fun and know that this entire process is meant to be a creative and fun experience. And if at any time it doesn't feel that way, just let it go. It's okay. Be kind to yourself and know that you can always pick up writing. You can always pick up your book. You can always pick up another nano at another year, another time, and just be easy on yourself. Okay. (laughs) I know how difficult nano can be sometimes, especially when we've got other things going on in our lives. But at the same time, if you're prone to giving yourself outs, be, be aware of that. Like give yourself those mental insights to go, you know what? I do this every single time. And this time I'm not going to let this go. This time I'm going to finish things. My dad is actually one of those types of people where he starts things and he doesn't always finish it. So he gets a a project almost all the way to completion and then stops. And so for me, I grew up in this situation and I was determined in my life not to be that, like to, to be a finisher. I am going to get things done. And so if I ever feel those moments where I just don't want to do it, I have to ask myself the question of like, do I actually need to take the break? Or am I just feeling like I'm getting too close to the end of something and it's scaring me? And so when you ask those questions of yourself, it can be very clarifying and it can help you to get over some of the limiting beliefs that you may not even realize that you have. So that's my two cents worth. You know me and mindset. I have to talk about mindset a little bit, right? Whether it's the millionaire author mindset or whether it's just mindset in general, I think it's so important. If there's one thing that my brother Scott taught me as we were growing up, he was the brother with the brain tumor. 
it's that our mindset is so key to everything. Like he had a life that was very hard, but he was always joyful. He was always so happy. And so if he could be happy, I knew I could be happy no matter what the universe was throwing at me. And I think the same goes for all of us. We are in control of our destinies. We are in control of our mind and we are in control. Absolutely. Of NaNoWriMo. (laughs) All right. If you'd like to grab the transcript to today's podcast episode, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash 152, and you can download it right there. And if you've got any questions about NaNoWriMo, hang tight. We've got a lot of podcast episodes coming out this next month and even into November, where we're going to be talking about NaNo and about the act of writing quicker, the act of writing your novels in a way that feels good, but also doesn't let us, you know, hang out and dwell too much on perfectionism. Because perfectionism just, it's its a dream killer and we don't need it. It's only getting in our way to keep us safe, honestly, but we don't need to be safe with our art. We are absolutely okay moving forward, getting our work out there, and ultimately getting rewarded by having readers and royalties, right? <laughs> At least I think so. Okay. Finally, I do have one other announcement. Amanda Rose, she was on the podcast not long ago, and I have teamed up to create a 2022 holiday book bazaar. We are going to host this huge event for November, the month of November. So during NaNoWriMo is going on, we are going to be hosting this big event for authors who want to get their books seen by readers. And so if you're interested in something like that, and you want your physical copies or your audiobooks or anything like that to be purchased during the month of November as we're heading into the holiday season, reach out to my assistant Trina at assistant at authorrevolution.org and she can get you the link for all the sign up details and what needs to happen. But it's going to be really cool. We've got a like a sales page, like a bookstore sales page online for different genres. So all the books link out to the paperback books. And then we've got um blog posts that are going to go out both on her blog and my blog. We have an email sequence that's going to be going out to 18,000 different people. And then we've also got so many other things that are fun and planned. So we've got a Facebook group that we're going to be launching in the middle of November as well. So just think about it. If you're an author who wants to get eyes on their books during the month of November, you can include as many titles as you want for this event. So something to think about. And I will also make sure that there is a sign up link in the show notes if you're interested in just clicking the button and checking it out. I am going to say goodbye now so that I can go get working on my nano project, which is technically my Preptober project, which is ruins. (laughs) I am working on ruins. You know this. All right. I will talk to you again next week. And in the meantime, go forth and start your author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, 
head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorevolution.org forward slash Patreon.